Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ping Pong Pizza Party podcast. Um, I'm here with Eddie Sanchez of Massey P, which is a nonprofit here in El Paso, um, pushing for mountain biking and community, all the good stuff. I actually don't know much about Massey P, which is uh, a big reason why I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for being here. This was pretty last minute. Um, so thanks for making the time, dude. Of course. Um, Eddie's right now, like he's on shred gear. Just got <laughs> off the mountain. <laughs> Just finished a ride. Perfect time to talk. Nice and relaxed. Yep. And stoked. Um, and so I, I want to say something really quick. So the other day, well, not the other day, but uh, fairly recently, I guess I was riding my bike, my mountain bike in Arroyo Park, coming down from Monk's Trails. Palisades is what they call them. Uh, technically, I guess, for the city park right there near Kern, uh, near UTEP area. Um, cruising down into the Arroyo, and there's this little area that's really cool, I think, that has a, like a little jump section. The local kids and shredders will go there, and, you know, they, they make these, like, really cool little freestyle kind of wooden obstacles, and, um, yeah, it's just really neat. I love going down there and then kind of hitting the jumps right before I... I get done with the ride, a little cherry on top of the ride. And uh, there was a crew down there, Linda Velarde of the you know BNBA, president of the BNBA. You were there, Eddie. Rodney um, Dubois, yeah. another board member. Yeah, and a, a couple kids uh, from the neighborhood were, were shredding. And it was just it was a good time. I joined in, jumped the jumps a couple times. And come to find out that at that time, they were uh, there was uh, you guys were filming something, right, to try to save them? Yes, so... There was a huge outcry by a few loud local residents for the Kern Place Association. And they wanted to remove the wooden structures that we worked with the city. We worked with the Kern Place Association and the Rim Neighborhood Association to preserve the Arroyo. Because the usage of the jump area during the pandemic was tenfold what it used to be the kids had a lot of time they get off of work off of work off of school <laughs> they get off their laptop from sitting there all day how we all struggled with the pandemic and they go ride their bikes they started building jumps they started completely using the arroyo if not over usage and it was heavily impacted a not the of, entire arroyo, though. No, no, arroyo, no. But, but just like a, this area, I would say, is how big? Like, what would you say? <sighs> maybe no, maybe 40 yards? 200, by 40 yards? yeah, yeah, 200 square feet. So even. not the entire arroyo, but but this little this little area, they would like a, this little zone that they would concentrate on. It came to be right? known as the Dust Bowl because they pulled vegetation out, and that created, the it just became a giant silt sand pit. And on windy days, it was just a huge mess. Well, the kids didn't pull the vegetation out. From what I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, someone else came in and leveled the place with like a bobcat. So that was a part of the whole, it was, it was, <laughs> it was craziness. Crazy. That's why we helped. Well, that's one of the reasons, if not the main reason, why we became a nonprofit. And we're not just going to talk about things we started doing things and the proper way through the proper channels because everybody can just build a jump and no we, we wanted to do it the proper way 
So you guys we, are trying to save this place, right? Yes. Yeah. So, sweet. and for, it's been there. I've only been mountain biking for eight to nine years. And apparently it's been there for 20 plus years, these jumps from previous generations. And even before that, come to find out one of our, it's the Arroyo Park Partners, which is Mossy P, Mountain Action Sports El Paso, Kern Place Association, and Rim Neighborhood Association. We started working with the city and the parks department to preserve the jump line. And it was grandfathered in. No more building, which is not what we wanted. It's a very small space and it can be overused. That was demonstrated through the pandemic. So keep the main access routes on the outside of the Arroyo for bikes. A couple little hiking trails in between. And the main area for mountain bikers was the jump line. The jumps were all gaps. And they were very high skill level, very high speed, very high commitment level. So we took it upon ourselves to go through the proper channels to literally bridge the gaps. Because anyone can ride up and over these jumps now. You can roll everything. So we took gap jumps and turned them into tabletops in essence. I wouldn't have jumped in before. Uh, it took me three <laughs> to four years to to finally nut up and haul ass into them and say, here we go. <laughs> but it, it took a while. So almost instantaneously, we finished the build. And an older gentleman, I want to say 45, he was there with his kids. He just got into mountain biking. And he rode the entire line. He rolled over the wooden bridges we built and rolled the entire line. And that was instant gratification for all of our hard work, working with the politics of the city and these two neighborhood associations. And he rolled the entire thing. We coached him just a tiny bit on one. It's kind of a step down. So it can be a little, little crazy looking, but we explained it as it's a curb. And he, oh, okay. And he rolled the entire line. Awesome, man. Yeah, so like when going back to that day that I ran into y'all, um, the that's when we, we came up with the idea to do this podcast episode about trying to save the Arroyo. And then so when I reached out, you know, we waited after spring break and some time to pass, you know, our schedules opened up. And in that time, during that time, I reached out to you yesterday and you're like, dude, they're we're good. They're saved. So like, thank you. Congrats to to Masi P and everybody who gets to ride the spot like that's dope <laughs> it's not formalized not but okay my bad the steps are are we've pushed through the a couple of loud residents and so we showed your opinion is valid thank you there's far more people that want to keep those structures than people that want to tear them out I identify with those kids. That was me. That was, you know, my group of friends growing up. It's what we did. We, uh, every day after school, just like you said, like, absolutely. That's what we did. There's no question. We haul butt to the house, get our bikes, get our shovels, go to the spot. And, you know, our jumps got torn down constantly for, you know, just people were going to build houses or 
you know, whatever. We were on the east side, far east side. So before that, Super Walmart would, uh, was out there, Joe Battle, any of that stuff. It was just desert. And we would just dig and, you know, sh- bucket water, find a random spigot, take a bunch of hoses, like do whatever we had to do. And they'd get torn down eventually. We'd just move to another random lot, another random spot, and just so on and so forth. So when I heard that, um, I mean, that this place was going to get torn down, I immediately thought, well, you know, there's going to, these kids are going to build somewhere else close by. And when that, that gets torn the, down, they're going to keep on. We want to do it the right way, though. Yeah. Like, I this was like, man, don't This has been grandfathered I, in, and it should stay there forever. Give them a spot. You know, nine, yes. I just came back from a trip in Austin. Like, I went to Austin to visit a friend and ride bikes. It was great. There's this place called Ninth Street. It's on Ninth Street and Lamar. If you're familiar with like downtown Austin mm-hmm. area, um, there's this really old, over 20 year old uh, little area that the the city eventually donated to the bike community to just like you know here you guys are gonna dig and make these jumps. This is a flood zone anyway, so y'all just have at it. We can't build here, so there you go. And yeah, man, it's a beautiful little safe haven for anyone that wants to go shred. And that's, I think that's really cool about what MaCP is doing um, or what you guys are standing for, like talking to you yesterday in preparation for this podcast and kind of just getting a little bit about what y'all are up to. It's, it's nice that for me personally, I, I, I think it's really cool that you guys are um, focusing and correct me if I'm wrong, but focusing on that aspect of riding because we have tons of cross-country trails we have tons of hiking trails and stuff but like to have something where like these kids that want to jump their bike or people that like want to get you know want to get rad and and actually get some more like freestyle kind of more aggressive more i wouldn't say aggressive but but a little more yeah like jump jumping doing more of an adrenaline yeah yeah like some obstacles and some but our main goal is to do it in a safe way right Gap jumps are unnecessary. Yeah, I like the tabletops, dude. It I wouldn't takes, have jumped them. Exactly. I, I, I would ride past the Royal all it the takes, time and be it, like, oh, back in my younger days, maybe. And then I saw the tabletops and I was like, oh, I could just work my way up yeah. this. And then it took a few times and I was jumping them. My, so sweet. My favorite thing to share about this is Rodney Dubois, board member of BNBA. And we all started cross country. I did too. Slowly got more aggressive and a little crazier. But Rodney Dubois, who was, like you said, would never jump the gaps, went from rolling over the last jump a little bit further, a little bit higher. And from about two hours, he went from rolling over the wooden bridge to clearing the jump completely. So we want to give the option and a safer way to approach it. Versus the send it method, which doesn't always work out. <laughs> no, broken collarbones <laughs> exactly. and sprained ankles. So what's next? You guys got anything in the works? Yes. So this was the first thing that started us to action is the main part of us and in our not just in our in our in our title, but in our methodology and what we want to do. And the fights that people don't want to fight politically, we are we will be patient and go through the red tape and push forward as much as we can. So the Arroyo was the first thing. The second was Desert Downs. 
Desert Downs is a BMX track. Well, was a BMX track. We made this partnership with them. And the the leaders of Desert Downs decided we're all having fun on two wheels, whether it's BMX or mountain bike. They kind of merge together eventually. So let's make this Desert Downs bike park. So it takes money, obviously, to do that. We started with the grassroots fundraiser. Built some dirt jumps. A lot of help from locals with money and time. Mr. Ricky uh, Skulls. Yeah, I don't Ricky. know his actual last name. Ricky Skulls, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah he I put a lot of shovel time building jumps. The, the ins and outs of the Desert Downs from Brian and from Big John Henry at Desert Downs. Shout out to Big John. And then Masi P helping as much as we could here and there because we all have jobs. And <laughs> we put this, they built the jumps and we applied for a grant. We made a connection with single track trails out of Grand Junction, Colorado. I just sent some random emails. Went on Google, typed Trail Builder. Found the website, trailbuilders.org. It's a huge association. Clicked some things, sent some emails, got back to me. It sounds like your vision is exactly what we want to back. They've said... They're, they're in it with us. The CEO and founder has been to El Paso. He had a giant smile on his face. He says, I can see El Paso being a stop, being a staple. Because when there's four feet of snow in Colorado, it's 65 degrees in El Paso. Perfect riding weather all day. We have, yeah, dude. Amazing. <laughs> El Paso rules. We have amazing potential, and he sees that. And he sees how hungry we are and how we want to push forward. So Desert Downs was the start. We couldn't get our tax exemption status, which means we couldn't take money in because of the pandemic. They're backlogged for months and months, if not years. Desert Downs said, let's do it. So we threw that grassroots fundraiser, filled out a grant. We got the grant, filled out another grant. It's looking very positive for the other grant. I just filled out a local Paso del Norte Foundation. I shot for the moon. I asked for $100,000. If, if that goes through, we get a legitimate bike park. Our vision is take Desert Downs as a representation of what we want to do. Present it to the city. Single track trails out of Grand Junction, Colorado is the builder. And they've give us, given us incentive monetarily. They'll say they'll do it for less than what they charge other people because they like our vision and how we want to push forward with outdoor recreation and, and infrastructure here in El Paso. So shoot for the moon, hopefully. Fingers crossed we get that local grant. Build Desert Downs to what it should be. Present that to the city. And our vision is a skills area style bike park with the drop zone uh, tabletops ranging from beginner to extreme advanced pro line kind of thing. Uh, pump track for sure. Like we were speaking recently about the, the, the Chaparral. Uh, I haven't been there yet, <clears throat> but I've heard amazing things. It's so fun. I just went yesterday, dude. Uh, I can't tell like, so 
I can't believe how good it is. Uh, it's well made, extremely well made. It flows so well. Um, it's not big. It's a very simple design. Um, done right. It's done right. Whoever built it knew, knew what they were doing. Uh, everything just flows nicely and beautifully. The turns feel great. You can come out with enough speed to to jump, you know, or to just uh, roll. Like literally yesterday, okay, we're there. And um, there's people who are jumping the big line. There's a kid who's literally on a strider and cruising through the exact same track and just having everyone's just having a great time everyone's satisfied it's a very simple design we should have one of those in every neighborhood yes (laughs) that's our vision yeah if if for those of you listening man go check it out in chaperon new mexico um uh, dolores c Wright. i believe it's the the name of the park uh it's on lisa road in chaparral right near the right near, close to the high school there's like a, a community center there's a little skate park there there's a really cool playground that has a shade over it um there's some porta potties there's uh and it's free and it's always open if there's sunlight you can just cruise on in um it's there's a big field it's a really cool spot and then the view i mean my when i'm sitting on top of the the roll-in at the pump track and facing north and you know just at sunset you know sometimes i take the kids out there and we sun's coming down and just the vista out there is just gorgeous man there's this like island of a beautiful you know gem of a pump track bike park thing just in the middle of the desert basically Mm -hmm. it's kind of surreal yeah y'all should go check it out trust me it's worth the drive it's not even that far I, i live near downtown and it's like tops 30 minutes from my house to you know i'm on the bike on the pump track it's it's sweet so yeah that thing dude you should go check it out i'm going to soon i'm gonna take my son he's on the strider do some homework take a notepad take some pictures like whoever built that maybe get them to reach out to them because it's i'd love to work with single track trails but in all honesty, whoever's going to do it for the right amount of money. <laughs> well, I've also, I mean, I've ridden some other stuff in Colorado, like up in uh, Frisco, up in Summit County, uh, Frisco, Colorado. They have a bike park, again, next to a skate park and a normal park. It's like a whole thing. They have a drop zone. They have a... Um, Moab, Utah was the first time my eyes were opened. And they have a tiny little BMX slash mountain bike pump track drop zone that's where my wife learned how to drop from a curb all the way up to she was sending a four foot drop by the end of the dude day. that's a legit drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't roll it and she was dropping it that's awesome man yeah these things are are i think they're needed um to prep people for i mean el paso's got some gnarly trails you know it, it's there are some what well, our vision is also to work with the state park in more trail development different styles of trail because we have some world-class raw chunky crazy gnar and we have beautiful cross country but i want we want to incorporate all styles of biking not super skinny exposure type type of stuff you know when you're learning you want some blue flow just to have fun get a little bit of speed and still be somewhat safe that's what the like angel fire is where we all go we all 
I try and live up there in the summer, basically, because it's <laughs> everything for everyone. This upcoming summer, we're taking my wife's family, who just got into mountain biking, started in the Northeast, and I want to show them, and I'm sure they're going to love it, the green trails to the blues to if they start to get really into the <laughs> adrenaline rush, the blacks and everything. But that's our vision, uh, inclusiveness. We all... All of our board members are parents. So why are we doing this? Don't get me wrong. I'm a little kid. I'm 15 when I'm on a bike. But it's for my son. And it's for our president. His name is Jesus Ariano. He's an army man. And we had this vision. And all of our friends started to jump in. And we stopped talking about things and started doing things. And the first thing was a nonprofit. I wasn't comfortable enough to start one. But... Our president has run multiple in the military. So he started us. He lit the fire. And we've been pushing forward ever since then. That's cool. Uh, dude, let's talk a little bit about, um, tell me about the the Enduro series. That's really where I was like, oh, what, Masi P, like what, who are these guys? So we're, we're basically the same group of people. Yeah. <laughs> but we we kind of leave the Masi P on the back burner and we're, we're pushing forward with EP Enduro. Uh, oh the, my bad i thought it was all the same thing i thought it was all from it's two CP. separate things oh but my it, bad it's the same people okay doing, yeah just we love craziness and <laughs> all right well let's talk about ep enduro so ep enduro was started by pablo muñoz local writer another board member of mas ep and super involved in everything he's he is ep enduro and he fronted the the capital to invest in a proper chip system because we all go out and we do the zombie goat. That's an, a, a legitimate enduro race event over in Comfort, Texas. You get a tiny little GPS chip on your wrist and you pass sensors. So all the, I'm faster, I'm faster, you know how we all joke. and <laughs> No, look, <laughs> you, can't, you can't lie with these chips. So there's a starting point where it gets activated, right? Right. And so enduro is different from cross country. Cross country is you start and end at the same spot, generally. And your entire time is your time. Enduro is you climb. There are limitations, but it doesn't matter. That's not timed. It's from the top to the bottom. The GPS chip flags you at the top, and then it pings at the bottom. Take that time, segment one. Climb again, call the liaison. Ping at the top, ping at the bottom. Add that time to time one. So you have different sections. Segments. Same sort of segments, yep. same trail area. And so you'll have four, five, okay. sometimes eight. Those are big days, but we're we've averaged about five, I think. Four or five segments a day. Four different events. The so first one was at the Monk's Palisades area. I was hiking with my dog that day. I had no idea that it was going on. I just, I live under a rock sometimes. But <laughs> I went out there and I was like, oh. Or, I mean, I heard about it, but I just didn't realize that it was going on. And so, yeah, I just ran into everyone. It was really dope. I went up to the Thousand Steps uh, trailhead. Right. And at the top of Stanton. That was our staging area for the event. Yeah. That's all where the we had the tents. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool scene. I was like, well, I talked I to I forgot I was in El Paso. I felt like I was at one of the races that we travel out of town. To. It was, was legit, like, dude. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, huh. it was legit. <laughs> I, I hung out for a while. It was cool. And then went on my little hike. 
And then, uh, you know, it came back down and at, by that time people were coming in. I recognized some of the racers and was asking them about the event. Everyone was super pumped. I'm, yeah, it just sounded really cool. And uh, We kind of take the same stance for Masi P as we do as EP Enduro. Mm -hmm. Come try it out. Inclusiveness will coach you. That's I, I really love showing people that are afraid of things how it's easily attainable. And most of the time brakes get you in trouble. If you just trust your trust your you know, trust your line of sight, just keep rolling. That's what I love doing. So more than racing, I love showing people what they think their limitation is and push it just a little bit further. Cause I used to say I'll never get off the ground. I now love boosting my favorite line. It's called Candyland in Angel Fire. And I love boosting off the second jump, and I get about 10 to 15 feet in the air. <laughs> and I used to say I'll never jump, never say never. And little by little, this yep. kind of growth, and where people see big rocks and get scared and break, and let me show you. Just nice. Let the wheels continue to roll, and 29ers will do just about anything if you let them. <laughs> and then there's people like, uh, well, like my daughter, for example, who would prefer to just be left alone and learn at their own accord. And so a skills park that has multiple levels so you can grow on your own like that. Like we go to the pump track. She loves it, man. She loves it. And there's like a, a the pump track out at Chapara. There's like a little, like a, a mini pump track hmm. right next to it, to the bigger one. Um, and, you know, she kind of just got her feet wet on that thing we we did taking it we taken her out to the to the desert downs bmx track for the for the unveiling the grand opening i guess of the of the dirt jumps that you guys put in but um it was still a little intimidating because the bmx track was so big so coming here it was nice to just kind of see her just do her thing and then eventually she was going around the big the big loop within the same day inclusive. it was beautiful yeah it's inclusive for everyone and that's our vision for not only Masi P, but EP Enduro too. We, so had a, the race... we had a racer that came on a legit XC race bike, the Cannondale Scalpel. Mm -hmm. And he ran the race with us. That is not a jump bike. That's, not, that's, a, that's a... It's not a gnarly bike either. And he rode every single segment. And he had a huge smile on his face. He's just stoked to be riding and feeding off of us and... We joke a lot with each other, the, the group of friends that we have, but it's all in love and progression with everybody. So what you're saying is anyone that's out there listening who has access to a mountain bike, or even doesn't, you can rent a mountain bike from some shops in town. I know Crazy Cat Cyclery for sure. They ran out some really nice dual suspension mountain bikes, and uh, I think some other shops might too, but you can if basically ride the course on anything. Because that bike that you're talking about, the scalpel, um, I know that bike, and that's not uh, an aggressive style mountain bike. That's it's made for climbing, not for descent. Yeah, exactly. But this guy participated. He did, and, and we coached him. Cool. He was scared of a, they call it docks drop. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you have to go fast. And I'm, no, you don't. You just have to let your wheels roll. And I showed him, and I basically like stopped on it because it's super grippy rock. And look how slow I can go. But my eyes are down and I'm going to finish the whole thing in your head, finish the whole thing. And he did. And he was like, I didn't think I could do that. <laughs> That's awesome. 
and there's so many stories like that. And this was just our first year of being incorporated with the EP Enduro and trying to get everyone just come try it out. And yeah, man. Obviously, it is a business, so you can't, can't do it for free. But there's the registration, and you see where the registration goes. That's it. That's try and give a good swag bag. Yeah. The infrastructure and building every single year and making it completely legitimized. We're reaching out to people in Cloudcroft and Ridoso as well and see if we can throw another series up there in the summer when it's crazy hot down here. Oh, that'd be awesome, With man. people from Central Texas that have started hearing whispers of EP Enduro and they want to come check it out over here. That ship system is legit. It is. It wasn't cheap. So obviously <laughs> the boss needs to make some money to pay for it. Absolutely. No, highly. Philanthropy, uh, philanthropy only goes so far. I mean, we still have <laughs> to have jobs and support our addiction. So <laughs> True, man. True. I'm actually putting on a, an event um, at Memorial Park on May 1st. It's called the Dirty Domingo. And it's free for anybody who wants to join. Um, any type of bicycle because we're going to be riding through the hills of memorial park and um, i love that park yeah it's gonna be so fun <laughs> it's gonna be so fun years and years ago we did a thing called the lung buster with a bicycle company when i worked there it was a what well, we, we called it a short track race we basically taped off a, a kind of like snaky windy loop throughout the whole like the you know a, a big portion of the main part of the park and you know it's that park is unique. It's really mm -hmm. the elevation changes, the the beautiful rock bridges. You know, we had like over unders. We had um, we go and jump off stuff. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some drops there. We would drop. Yeah, and uh, I remember we put this race on. Uh, Mike Rossin, the owner of Bike was. I guess he just had this vision for this fun, just a fun time. You know, it didn't have to be this crazy. You know, with not talking crap but like the chip system or any of that there was none of that it yeah. was just like grassroots yeah dude super grassroots super easy being at a race feels awesome yeah Even yeah that's kind of what we're after yeah. yeah and i just remember it being so f just fun and a lot of people showed up that weren't racers it was a very inclusive thing and um so the dirty domingo uh he it's basically a version of that it's like a you know uh inspired by the lung buster from way back when and the lung buster was more of like a, a fully competitive thing or or a classic race i would say um doing a bunch of laps in the park they would race for like i think it was like 30 or 40 minutes and just whoever the most laps went you know that was very simple um this time uh we're gonna have a kids race we're gonna have a strider loop that's really easy um and fun we're going to have the solo category for people who do want to crush it because I get it. You know, it's still so fast and hard. It's mm -hmm. even if you're not competitive, some people just like to work hard and, and that's, that's totally great. Um, and my personal favorite this year is going to be um, a four person co-ed where you have to share a bike. Oh yeah. So you pass it around like a baton. <laughs> that'll be interesting. Um, have you ever seen breaking away? I have not. So breaking away is this old ladies movie. Uh, I think it's eighties, uh, cycling movie. And, and in the, in the movie, there's a race where they go around like a, a, a track and there's teams 
and they all have to share the same bike. This is a classic, dude. If you're a cyclist, you know, a little old school, like you or not, dude, it's just a classic movie. Check it out. And so I thought about that. I was like, man, that would be dope to have some sort of like throw bones to breaking away. So we're going to do that. Bonus points for, you know, team spirit with like whatever costume, matching costumes theme or, or jerseys or T-shirts or whatever. Um, and also bonus points, uh, probably a special award for uh, like the wonkiest, weirdest bike that it, that the team gets to share. And it's, we're going to have like a mud pit and uh, kiddie pools that you have to run through and like teeter-totter, decision maker. It's just going to be fun. If you're into if you're into more support, Mossy P would love to help you. We, Which, we uh, supported I, yeah. the Puzzler recently. Come out. That's we're basically... completely inclusive. We have these ramps <laughs> that they get about three four foot tall if you want to go crazy we could have like come a high out, jump competition and set up a tent you know post up let's get my cp and ep enduro and like it's all it's all about just all about fun yeah all about wheels. fun it don't matter inclusive. how you do it absolutely dude <laughs> absolutely so we'll be there may 1st memorial park central near the um near the roundabout in the main part of the park and it'll be, if anyone wants to help me set up, I could use all the help I can get. It's a free event. It's just basically just me putting it on. Um, I do have some homies that are going to lend a hand. Show up at 8 a.m. if you want to help me out um, or set up your tent or whatever. And then registration opens up at 9, uh, 9 a.m. And we'll register people, again, for free. And first, as supplies last, the... the uh, like the first 20 registrants get a free water bottle, a really nice Camelback water bottle from Podium Finish. So shout out to them. Um, Crazy Cat's throwing down some some swag too. I have yet to get it from them, but they committed. Um, I've got some Desert People um, is hooking it up with some some prints, at least this one shirt that's dope. Uh, who else? Uh, Casa de Cuchillos is uh, my homie, is part of that, my homie Manny. And um, they are hooking it up with some gift certificates dude throws down on some smoked pulled pork nice yeah so they'll have some gift certificates for for their restaurant i think it's a food truck um haven't been there yet but but i've had his food and it's amazing so yeah everyone's kind of kicking in man it's gonna it be seems dope. like the community's really coming together like yeah that. it's gonna be just a free you know just a fun time in the park on bikes and yeah hit it up so please show up if you guys want to do the you know i can speak for myself and fun. a few of the board members we'd love to be there and help you out awesome dude sick yeah, May 1st, Memorial Park. So with that, like, I don't know, like the the EP Enduro racing, like these grassroots races in the park, then 12 Hours of Old El Paso is coming back. Yep. I just heard about the Horny Toad Hustle. That's a classic XC race, which is super fun, up in Las Cruces. Maybe we should get some type of spreadsheet or something like that going with everybody. Tons of events and are going have, on. Yeah, exactly. So everyone can know. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, uh, May twenty second. There's a bike swap happening at Lost Dog Trailhead. That's a Sunday as well. Um, also May twenty second for the BMXers out there. I don't know how many BMXers listen to this, but we're having a, a like a, a BMX freestyle event out at Carolina Skate Park. So that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, tons of stuff going on, man. Like the, the Carolina thing is going to be free as well. I don't know details. Knowing about it is half the battle. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> just knowing these events are going on. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Um, so how can people reach or get in contact with you guys? You have an Instagram, right? We do. We also have, I think, a, a Facebook. So we're still really focused on our end goals, and we're keeping it somewhat just with us. Mm -hmm. That way it does. we don't get spread too thin. That's nice. So we're we're keeping it internal and the more we grow and that's another reason EP Enduro is awesome because we have outreach that way. So my CP is somewhat like focused and just a small core of people because the more people you add, just the more complicated it gets with people's schedules and people want to volunteer, but you can't necessarily have them help in certain things. And so we're really focused as a core on pushing forward with development and infrastructure and EP Enduro is our way of like reaching out for people that like we'll have dig days because after the floods and after the crazy monsoon season we had monks was just destroyed mm -hmm. yeah it was dude <laughs> it was a rough race <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, it was a beating at the end of the day so slowly but surely we started just shooting out with our friends and we need to reach out to anyone that wants to help anyone that comes and uses the trails grab a shovel grab a bucket and start filling these giant holes because the water just took everything down the trail yeah huge yeah. pits everywhere it's pretty gnarly i go and kick some rocks around and move some stuff whenever i i'm out there i see something i oh, i can't clear this well let me make it passable then and you'd be surprised how quickly things can happen the trail fairies six to eight people that's all it takes. Six to eight people. The hard part, leave your bike at home. Because <laughs> you just want to ride when you're on your bike. And just get up the trail, do about an hour or two of work, and you'd be surprised how quickly things can happen. Totally. One of the trails at Monks was completely blown out. There's like four or five foot pits here and there. and So I think we'll start to pursue a reroute but through the proper channels. We're going to reach out, reach out to the land managers, which is, I believe, uh, El Paso. Oh, there's so many, though, in that area. I think the main one is the water utilities. I think they own most of that land. So we want to reach out through the proper channels so it stays forever. It's the way to do it, man. No more rogue trail. We're trying to help people understand. The more you just build stuff, it can get blown out. And you have a big giant spider web of trails that just zigzag and there's no there's no flow, no rhyme, no reason, and it's just Yeah. Clutter. That reminds me of I used to be a a, a certified guide out at Waco Tanks years ago. And for like rock climbing stuff. And um in the guide training they gave everyone a transparent piece of like a transparent sheet with um some dots and they go okay they gave everyone the same sheet all right without showing anyone without any discussion um connect the dots in the most efficient way that you think you know like these are different points on a piece of land imagine and you need to make your own trail system try to be as like you know make the best one that you can think of so we all did and then they had one of those old school overheads, you know, that project onto the screen. And so they, they collected all of the, 
all the all the sheets, put them on top of each other, overlaid them, yeah, yeah. overlaid them, and then showed them on the uh, on the overhead, and it was chaos. Everyone had a different idea of what was best, and they did that to prove an, a very valid point. It was like, dude, like we just need to pick one and stick to it, and just honor that. It may not be the best one. Everyone has a different opinion, but like this other way of just, oh, I'm going to build this and I'm going to build that um, for different reasons, you know, whether it be just because or um, someone thinks it's cool or more efficient or whatever. But point being, it's like, yeah, dude, we all need to get on the same page, a single page and just stick to that. That way we don't tear up the desert. We could lose access. Yes. Has been shown in California and other places. So I really, really appreciate personally uh, that you are putting in the work, the 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 Pay hard patience. I mean, man. Dude, patience like, is key. I used to work for the state. Bureaucracy. <laughs> I used to work for Franklin Mountain State Park and in the Texas, you know, for Texas. So it was, uh, I know all about it. And it's can be very frustrating at times and a lot of time passes and there's a lot of forms that need to be filled out and blah, blah, blah. So for you all to have the patience and the, to do that, um, that's awesome. Cause it shows now it shows in, well, what y'all are doing, you're getting these grants. You're look, you're, you're, we're so close to getting these, you know, the fingers crossed. If Paso del Norte can see what we're trying to do. Sick, dude. That's to what opened like the a, floodgates to the city as to well. have a legit, Park, like what Frisco or Austin or like was it where uh, Grand Junction is that where you're talking about that's where they're based out of Moab has one Sedona I just went to Sedona Bike Fest recently oh how was that shout out to Dave Wilson yeah for, what for a the Dave. Sunrise uh, it was I went there five years ago and they had a pedal up bike park there with two or three lines some nice tabletops and I went this past Sedona Bike Fest, and wow, they've put, I would, I'm willing to bet hundreds of thousands, if not even close to a million dollars worth of development in the area. There's like a all dirt skate park, basically, for mountain bikes. I watched some freaking shredders. They, this dude was throwing tail whips about 10 feet in the air. He's throwing a front flip oh my god it's so fun and right next to it right next to it a 10 year old kid on his you know 20 incher and cruising oh it was amazing and that was just this tiny little bike park that they have next to the high school in sedona and my buddy james uh was mentioning that he wanted to go i he was i thought he had like purchased tickets and was like you know gonna go but um he didn't end up going for whatever reason, but I, I I looked it up, and I was like, man, this looks like a legit party. It's not cheap, but <laughs> no, you it wasn't see cheap. where the money's going. You get a shuttle to wherever you want to ride. You get a ride back when you're dead. <laughs> you don't have to pedal all the way back to town. There's vendors giving away stuff all over the place. Good deals on. It's totally worth it. Awesome, man. You're a, you're around a bunch of people that just get stoked on mountain biking. It was. It was amazing. And seeing the infrastructure, like, again, put my lens on of Masi P. Right, right. Wow, this grew in five years. Dude, yes. You read my mind. I was about to say, like, the fact that you guys 
I mean, just because you would go anyway, right? But when you're out there, you're taking notes and you're bringing this valuable information back, these experiences, you're you're growing as a writer, as a, your mind's opening up and then... I'm trying to put like a portfolio bring. together to, to, uh, excuse me, to present to the city and show, look, this is what they did in this amount of time with this amount of money. And our goal is, here's the money. Let us do this. Give us this little piece of land slap visit el paso on it yes the tourism board yeah man you el paso take, has so much potential we have beautiful all weather. the credit for it we just want to build the infrastructure <laughs> wonderful man how can people help you all out i know you said it's a core group and and that's totally respectable i think so that the main thing is yeah. uh coming out to an we're slowly but surely putting more grassroots style fundraising events together for desert downs and that's our that's our you know, our scope right now, laser vision on Desert Downs, mm-hmm. building that up to what it needs to be. That makes sense because that place, it it's established. It's there's facilities, there's bathrooms, there's food right there. There's a snack bar, there's first aid, there's bike rentals. Everything is in one place. And a part of Desert Downs is the people that can't afford to do these things. They have a sponsorship type of program. Just show up if you can't afford this stuff. You know, full face helmet, BMX bike. Our vision is a fleet of mountain bikes as well with the skill areas. Just come, have fun. The more we learn how to build funds with grants is here it is. Sign a waiver, obviously. Here's your rental for the day. Come have fun. Absolutely. I remember going to that... uh... I don't know if it was the event where the ribbon cutting ceremony for the for the dirt jumps or the for the skills park, uh, or if it was just a normal practice, because they have open practice. Um, and it's you know you pay five bucks, five bucks. Yes, you know, and that's you, the rental fee. It's dope. So my my son was on. Uh, he, he we you know we took our own bikes, but uh, it was real little. So he was having, I don't know, just having trouble. Really, what it was is he he saw these other kids on these race bikes and big john hooked them up he went out they have this uh like container ship and yeah i saw like all the that's a sponsored fleet of bikes yeah he reached out to a company dk worked it right yes yes yes, it was so cool so he like opened up this thing and there was like all these bikes and helmets and and my son just lit up he was like what jumped on one of these race bikes and it just totally changed he didn't want to ride his own bike anymore. <laughs> he was like, I want this bike. Can we take this home? You know, I was like, ah, <laughs> uh, but, but it was just so sweet, man. The equipment was, was really well maintained and the, yeah, it was just really cool. They've got such a good thing over there. So I'm all about supporting desert downs period. Um, it's where I started when I was a kid, you know, like my son will definitely start at desert downs so sweet all the best riders i know are bmx dudes so <laughs> well dude yeah starting out bmx and then transferring into mountain biking a lot of those skills really helped out you know i remember going on my first mountain bike ride with my buddy paul paul hansen yeah paul hansen dude and he took me out on a on a rental at bicycle company had this was before i worked there it was like i think i was like 16 and I was wearing Dickies and Vans or whatever and, like, my BMX helmet, T-shirt. And, yeah, we went out to actually to to Monks. Um, 
I got my butt kicked. It was so hard. I thought my heart was going to explode. My lungs were burning. I wanted to vomit. And I couldn't wait to go back. Like, it was so cool. The downhill part of it was, I mean, the uphill, I remember it It just Sucked. killed me. But I, but I was just like, <laughs> okay, like, I'll get up. You know, it's going to be. And then we turned around and went down. And any negative, like, thoughts that I had about mountain biking, I might have been like, oh, screw this. This is not. <laughs> My know? first year of mountain but biking dude, was, why am I doing this? And but then, then the way down. Oh, yeah, this is why. <laughs> oh, dude. It just totally sealed the deal for me. Um, it was so fun. And still to this day, it's like, I mean, now I enjoy climbing and, and all the aspects of it. I just enjoy riding, period. Um, but the downhills are definitely like the cherry, <laughs> for sure. So the EP Enduro stuff, yeah, I would, I mean, when is the next one? Because I, I don't know. Still um, in the works. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is so there going to be a next one, though? Yes. Yeah? Okay. So, so that was our first year, our first season of races. So we learned a lot. I don't think we did. We didn't have any huge issues. Thank God. Learned a lot. And now we're trying to put together a plan for the next race season. Okay, cool. Not so, anytime soon in El Paso because the oven's about to turn on. Yeah. We're going to try maybe an event or two up in the mountains, up in Cloudcroft or nice. up in Rio. So on the, we just came back this past weekend right before the crazy fire started that we were up at the, the downhill track that they have. Full of jumps and drops and all kinds of stuff. Uh, is that Cedar Creek? Cedar Creek, yeah, yeah. They have some sweet jumps at Cedar yeah. Creek. There's grindstone. Then there's is Ski Apache do, still doing the? I believe so. I haven't been there since it opened though. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta get up there. Well, my man. Um, you guys. So so to go back about how people can help out, just funding basically. Go to the fundraisers that you Please guys put come out. to the fun. Come have fun. Yeah. Well, We're come out to fun. come out to Dirty Domingo. You guys are gonna put up a tent, for have sure. some information there for yeah. for people who we'll are get curious. Some flyers put together and just talk to people. Sweet. And spread our spread our ideas and get in your ear. And if you want to come help us out, May first, Dirty Domingo, uh, all inclusive, just a fun time on a bike or not. You could just hang out. Uh, Memorial Park uh, races start at or registrations at nine a.m. Races start at ten. If you want to help help a brother out show up a little earlier i'll be there at eight setting up and uh our buddies here from masi p will be out there uh representing and along with again every, thanks to everybody else who i mentioned earlier who's helping sponsor the event thanks to all the homies who who just support everything and anything that rad dogs about and uh yeah i'm really excited about this event so we'll see you out there eddie thanks yes, for your sir. time brother come visit the tech come chat with us and Let's have some fun on two wheels. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.